You got your Bibles. We're going to be speaking on that devastation and thinking about people this morning and caring about their needs this morning. Uh, last Wednesday night, what a time we've had. And uh, we're having a good time, even finishing with the time. Brother Charles has been making some cookies and, and candy. He's going to spoil these people around here, but it's been mighty fine. It's been mighty fine. Brother Charles, we thank you for that. But the other night we preached on in Galatians, I think 6, 2 or somewhere there, it says about bearing you one another's burdens. And uh, that's what we need to be doing in times like this because we don't never know. We don't never know what a day may come that we may be in that same situation. But I tell you, I want to thank him one more time for this morning, what he done gave us this weather here in Tennessee, right here in Brownsville, Tennessee. I, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. We have hope in Christ today. We have hope in Jesus Christ. I think about the devastation. I think about the interviews that I've heard with people in the midst of it all, wading through water and, and see them and as they, they'll get them somewhere where they can speak on a, uh, and do an interview and how they talk about how blessed they are, how blessed that they got out of there and what a sad deal it was to see the nursing home where the little ladies and men were sitting there and water was up to the chest sitting in a, in a wheelchair. So you be in much prayer. We're going to be giving the Franklin uh, Graham the that uh, deal he's got, I think that'd be the best way to do that. If Lord directs us another way, that's what we got on our mind. Uh, if you've got another something that you've got in mind, you can share it with me. I sure don't mind listening to it. Uh, but that, that uh, what is it called again, Brother Larry? Samaritan. Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. Uh, I, I know something about that. I went to one of his meetings and I know they preached Jesus when I was there and I don't hear nothing but good. And he's, he's out of some good stock. His daddy, Franklin Graham, I've never heard anything but good on him. And so I just want you to know in the midst of everything, uh, I don't want you to get left out. I really don't. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I, I just kind of got burdened for folks as I pray for you as a church. And I'm in prayer for you as a church. You have needs. You have situations. And you have problems. Things don't work out exactly like you want to work it out. It hurts me as a pastor. It hurts me to hear, see you hurt. I, I wish you could have heard that, that message the other night, how we ought to bear that of, of one another. We should be in prayer. When you grieve and we grieve, we grieve with you. When you're happy, we're happy with you. When you have a new grandbaby or your grandbaby hits a home run, I want to be right there with you. I want to see that go on when you snag your pantyhose on, the, on that fence, you know, jumping up over it. But I also want to be there when you're going through some tough times in life. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you. If you shared anything with me, I'm praying for you. But I want to let you know there's hope in Jesus. I mean, there is hope in Christ. As we look at scripture this morning, I, I want us to look at three things because we have his presence, there's hope. Because we have his power, of course, uh, has, we got hope. And because he preserves us. I used to see my mama, she would can things and she would go through a lot of uh, formality and getting all that done. And, uh, and I, I've seen it when, it when it broke the seal, when the seal didn't, didn't stay like it ought to. And maybe mother would say, I, I should have known that was going to happen to a few of them because I didn't do it a certain way. 
But I come to tell you this morning that God wants to preserve you. He wants to keep you preserved. He wants to keep you in a spiritual condition. He wants you thinking right. He wants your prayer life to be right. He wants you to be good in your soul. He wants you to know above everything else that he cares all about, every need you got, whether it's an ingrown toenail that's bothering you this morning, that every time you walk, that it hurts, or whether it's something big of devastation, he cares about it all. And as we look about Romans chapter five this morning, I want us to read a verse. This happened to be my, one of my favorite places to preach. And I'll go up and I'll, I'll pick these verses back up. And in Romans chapter five, in verse five, uh, and it'll be amazing to me that I'll think I'm on drugs this morning if I don't go up and read them four verses behind. But I want you to look at this. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed, in, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Lord, let me pray. Lord, Lord, we need your help this morning. Lord, we, we just need a time. If Lord, if you can just come through here, and if you can just go up through every row and you can just push back stuff, just push it back. We can just get out of the asphalt just a minute. Because Lord, when we leave here today, the phone's probably going to ring. Texas going to start coming in. Probably somebody's going to share some bad news. And it may have to do with us. And Lord, we need a time this morning, God, we can just come and we can rest in you. God, we need this few minutes this morning that we can, we can just come and, and we, can, we can come like coming to a, a gas station. We can get our tanks full of the Holy Spirit and knowing that, God, that you care about us. And God, if we're hurting this morning, or if we got a situation in our life this morning, God, we didn't need to know this morning we got hope in Christ. Lord, I don't know if it's theirs this morning, them here this morning, that they've never been born again. They don't, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They kind of just all by themselves. Lord, I, I want to share some good news with them. That this morning, Lord, by faith, they could come and they could give their, their life to Jesus. And by doing that, they would have a Holy Spirit that would come in and dwell in their bodies. And whether or not that they've got a problem here in Tennessee this morning with whatever they're going through, God, are they pulling a boat through uh, neck high water and just trying to get a few of their belongings out? Oh, Lord, they're just trying to hold on because the wind's so high. They don't know if that high rise building is going to blow down. Lord, I need them to know that they, they got a present help that they can have in Jesus Christ this morning. And they can have truly that peace that passes all understanding. And it's a peace that the world knows nothing of. And God, I pray this morning that we as believers, Lord, we just push things out and we'll look at some scripture this morning and we'll just rely on you. We'll learn to trust in you, not lean on our own understanding, not look at it in our eyes, but looking in the eyes of a God where he said, if you have as much faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can speak into the mountain and that mountain be removed. And Lord, maybe it's just a time in our life, the Lord, that you're just going to say, I'm going to see if you still got faith in me. I'm going to see if you'll call out on me one more time. In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call upon me and I will answer thee. And I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. God, I thank you this morning. We got a kind of God that we can do that. You care about everything that's going on in our life. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. I, I like a word, therefore, as we start off verse one, I I like that word, uh, therefore. I mean, 
I believe there's a whole lot of things in the, in the Bible that is there for your understanding. It's there for your comfort. It's there for your guidance. Like this morning, if you if you stressed out about something, it's there for your stress. If you got a, if you've had a death in your family, it's there for your comfort. If you've got a situation in your, it's there for your guidance. The Bible said he'll lead and he'll guide us in all truth that we have. And God wants to bless us. And it says, therefore, you as a believer this morning, if you're not a believer, you need to get in. You need to say these words. If you're lost this morning, you need to say these words here as we go down to verse five, and that's what we're preaching on. But as an unbeliever this morning, you need to say these words could apply to me today. These words could. It says, therefore, being justified to the lost man. Now, boy, girl, I want to tell you something this morning. That word justified, when you come to Christ, it means just like you have never done wrong at all. When Jesus Christ comes in our life, Brother David, he just takes that right there. And whatever you've done, he just pushes that away. And Brother Bubba, it's just like you ain't never done it. It's just like when you stand before the Lord and the accuser come and he would accuse you of some wrong you've done. God's going to say, what wrong? He's been justified for it, just like it's never, ever happened. So this morning, if you're an unbeliever, Jesus Christ could come to you and everything that you've ever done wrong in your whole life or ever will do wrong in your whole life, when the blood of Jesus is put in your life, it ain't just for your past sins. It's a, it's a God that comes in your life that covers you from all sins. No matter what comes, it's, it's in the Bible. It, it's there for us. It says, therefore, being justified. By what? How? By your faith. By your trusting. See, the only way anybody will walk out of these doors this morning and not know Jesus, not have that comfort, not have that peace, not have that understanding, not knowing that, lo, I'm with you always, even until the ends of the world. Knowing that I'm going to sit closer to you than a brother, that there ain't nowhere you're going to go. He's, he said, I'm not like a hireling. He said, I'm a good shepherd. I'm not one that, that sees something coming and, and, and I'm out. I, uh, you know, I don't know, but if I was up in your house with you and I was doing something to help you on some plumbing or fixing the floor yours, and you really want to get it fixed and you said, I'm going to step in this house no matter what happens. Well, if we turn around and see a snake up under that house, I'm going to tell you I'm out. I'm going to leave you. You're going to be all by yourself. I see so many people that call themselves believers. Then they go through things. You can tell they... They hadn't had, they hadn't hid that word in the heart that they wouldn't sin against God. They hadn't piled it up. They hadn't stockpiled like, like a person that knows they're going into a, a big winter. And especially in the older days, you'd go out there and see, and they, they would cut wood and they would stack that wood up and they would stack it high and they would be prepared for when the winter came. That's what we do as believers. You're sitting there this morning, you know what? You ain't going through any grieving. Your job's just fine. You know what? Your, your family's just fine. I mean, grandchildren's fine. Your children's fine. Your, your neighbors are fine. Whatever. Everything's fine in your life. Are you supposed to just, as it said in Amos chapter 6, you just supposed to be just at ease in Zion? No. In the time that you're fine, in the time that you're strong, as I remember Wayne when I was small, he, my brother-in-law, we would cut wood. It seemed like every Saturday. We would get stuck more when we would cut wood, but we would cut wood. And that's what we would do. And, and we would do it while we was fine. So this morning, while you're good and fine, 
when there's nothing, Brother Mark, going in your life that's bad, you know what you're supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be in a church somewhere. You're supposed to be bearing one another's burdens. You're supposed to be loving on folks. And when you love on folks, that's going to make you stronger. Look here, you're supposed to be getting in the Word and you're supposed to be hiding that up and you're supposed to be storing that so when the winter things of life comes, you've got that Word in your heart and you can say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Who strengthens me? Being justified by faith. That's if you hear the lost person this morning, you you can come just in faith. We're gonna give at this church, we give an invitation. Ah, uh, you go to some churches, you say, we're gonna have an altar call this morning. That's what they used to be when I growed up, Brother Ray. They was, we're gonna have an altar call. And boy, did they have an altar call. When they call you, you better get on down here. If they don't, they come in where you at. They call and they're giving you a chance to come before they come and embarrass you. Them little ladies going to come and get you. They're they going to tell you, you don't want to go to hell, do you? You better get on down there. We got an altar call going on. We're going to give an invitation. And that invitation is what God wants us to do. God wouldn't want preachers to get up here and preach the gospel, which is the truth. About a Jesus that gave his life. About a Jesus that when he, when he gave his life and he gave it willingly, he died on the cross and he shed his blood for your sins. He didn't only shed it for your sins. He shed it so you could live forever. Life is short. Life is short every day. There's 16-year-old lives going. There's 20-year-old lives going. There's 30-year-old lives going. There's 50-year-old lives going. There's 70-year-old lives going. How much life you got left? We don't know. Not only he shared it so you could go to heaven. He shared it for your sins, but he shared it so you could live forever. How would you like to look in the eyes? How would you like to have a daddy that's gone on to glory, that knew the Lord, or a grandmama that's gone on to glory, that knew the Lord, that you know absolutely for a fact by faith, when the Holy Ghost of God comes inside of you, that you know for a fact that a thousand years from now, you're going to be with her. All them brothers and sisters, Glodine, you got that's gone on that knew the Lord. A hundred years from now, Glodine, you're going to be with them. A hundred years from now. Two hundred years from now, you're going to be with them. Daryl, loved one that you've got that's gone on. People that you know that's gone on. A hundred and fifty years from now, two hundred and fifty years from now, a thousand mil million years from now, you can't find them in your mind. <laughs> that's why you go to some of these churches and they really shout a lot. That's because they really believe it a lot. I wish we just shouted what we believed. I wish we just raised our hand and praised God what we believe. So this morning, you can come to God in faith and he'll forgive you all your sins. He'll put a Holy Spirit in you. And brother Bobby, what about that peace? He'll put a peace in you that if somebody ever questions where you are, said, look, I may not have all the answers to all your questions, but it's one thing you ain't gonna take from me. That peace that Jesus got in me, there ain't nothing you saying about hell. <laughs> you can't preach hell hot enough. You can't question me enough. Paul said, I know whom I have believed in. I done got double dogs persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have, what? Committed to him. Thank God you didn't commit it to the church. You didn't commit it to the pastor. You didn't commit it to the evangelist. Look here, you had, a, you had a meeting with nobody but the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus himself, come to you. He dealt with you. He let you know that there was pardon for you. He know, let you know you was bankrupt in your sin. And by faith alone, 
You was justified just like you have never, ever done anything wrong in your whole life. My word, I don't know. I don't know what you want this morning, but that's big to the believer. It's big. You know what? It's been easy. Let me just say this before it leaves my mind. Let me just say it this way. It's been easy for the last few weeks for me to come to church. Been real easy. Been real easy. Can you think this morning, all the mornings that you go to your closet, you pull out this and you pull out that, you lay that over and lay that over there. Or you just like us men, you just, you just wad it up and say a little of it's wrinkled, we might well all be wrinkled, maybe that'll be the style today and you just put it on, but you got a whole lot to deal with. Can you imagine folks don't have no closet this morning because all the stuff done floated away? Can you imagine people that spent the night last night in shelters? In shelters now, let me tell you something. You say, well, now, I don't think I'd have to stay there. I want to let you know that there's rich folks and there's poor folks. There's black folks. There's white folks. There's Hispanic folks. And I'm going to tell you something. When it comes time like that, you're just glad to get your folks up under some shelter somewhere. You reckon God's trying to tell us something? You reckon God's trying to tell you, look here, y'all fussing and fighting and y'all doing all this. I'm a God of love. God is love, period, double dog, love. When are you going to get a hold yourself? <laughs> Brother, they don't like it. Well, get over it. Took just as much blood for your sorry souls it done, done for an Hispanic or black or white or yellow or brown or whatever you want to call them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. I still don't like it. Get over it. We lose five or ten around here and we gain three or four. Get over it. When you get to heaven, you ain't going to have no say-so. You ain't going to be vice president of nothing. Can you? Huh? <laughs> I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to make you mad. I'm telling you, I'm going to change your mind. You can go to hell if you want to. I mean, it's whatever you want to do. I'm talking about heaven. It's for everybody that comes and trusts Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Mm. Well, I feel that. I felt the amens and I felt the none. I felt both sides. Amen. Therefore, being justified by faith, this is what you're missing, lost person right here. He said, being justified with faith. Hmm. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes on and on. It ain't a period there. Look at there. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, a while ago, those ladies carried me in that class and Laura back there got that report. And my word, we gathered hands and we prayed in the name of Jesus. Didn't we, Renee? And we prayed and we prayed for Sister Deborah in the name of Jesus. You know what's going to happen with that? At the name of Jesus, the Bible said at that name, just that name, Ray, that the Bible said that the demons in hell tremble just at that name. 
And I want to let you know that Jesus said, by my stripes, you are healed. We got access this morning. I said, we got access this morning. We're not of those who don't have no hope. We're not of those set on. I want to tell you that you got hope in Jesus Christ this morning. On Christ, a solid rock, I'll stand. All other ground is sick and safe. This morning, I just feel like I need to say this. You won't like everything I say, but you'll, if you'll just try your best, let me love on you a little bit. You'll feel like you done been to a smorgasbord when you get through. I, I, I love you so much on the good things you like. We'll get over the rest of it. By whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory. Look here, in Jesus Christ. It don't matter. Man, I don't know what's gonna come. Can you, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine just got up this morning? Well, I, I guess I'm gonna go to church. I guess I need to go to church and, or whatever. We just think, we're we not, we not even getting up in the morning and counting our blessings. Name them one by one. We ain't looking around. And, and, and the Bible said, don't think on these things. Think on these things that are holy and, and pure and, and of good report. And, and, and why in the world that we, we have to have devastation like that for folks to go through? I, I don't even know. But I do know who's in control. I, I do know that the devil can't make the wind blow. And I do know that the devil can't make the rain fall. And so I got to look at it a way that God's trying to get a hold of some people and let them know, look, I've got some power. Look, I want you to love me. I don't want no rocks to cry out for me. I want you to serve. When I say all that, you get to thinking, why didn't he, he blow my house down? Why didn't he blow my house down? What I'm saying, Lord, why didn't you blow my house down? I don't deserve to be standing here this morning. I, and some people in a nursing home sitting in water, Lord, I don't deserve that. Lord, why? I had a good friend, as an older gentleman. He had a lumber company here, Brother Freddie, y'all remembered him. And he had a Parkinson deal and he shook real bad. And, and I remember one day that I was fishing. I said, come on, we're going fishing Saturday. And he said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to show y'all. You're going to be able, we're going. We're going. Whatever you got to do with your medicine, whatever, you just do whatever you got to do. Miss Freddie, we're going. And I remember getting in that boat and I, that boat was just, a, it, it, was just, it was just shaking because he shook. Just real bad. He shook real bad all the time. Why, why, why ain't I doing that? Brother Jeff, I was off in that boat and I said, Lord, can't you just put a little bit off on me? Why, 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 why am I so blessed and, and he ain't, and he ain't, why has he got that? I never heard him complain. Never heard him say a thing. Man, I tell you what, as I've seen them pulling them boats out that water, I've seen them trying to get their belongings out of that water. I've seen folks around here go through trying times and I've seen them go, said, you know what? I know the Lord's going to make a way. Look, at he ain't going to put me in what he can't bring me through. I know God's got a plan and I know it's going to work out to God be the glory. Good Lord, look at Job. He lost all he had. He shaved his head and tore his shirt off. He fell on the ground. He said, naked I come in this world. You didn't have nothing. Everything you got on your back, everything you got in your bank, everything you got in your house come from the Lord. Yeah. Man, there Job was. His wife there said, cuss him and die. He fell on the ground with a shaved head. 
and with a torn shirt. He said, naked I came into this world. Let me tell you something. When it comes to how much we love Jesus, how much we're going to do for Jesus, how much we've already done for Jesus, what we're doing for a fellow man, what we're doing to help a brother out, what we're doing in our hearts, not necessarily sometimes with a pocketbook, but what we do in our hearts, Brother Jeff, what, what we really meant. It was, it was just a coming by, just, just tapping somebody on the shoulder, man, that they need it. Man, I, I just, man, you're wearing that shirt today. Man, you're looking good today. I mean, just a little bit of encouragement, just all in a downtrodden world that we're living in. We need to be encouraging one another. The Bible said, exhort one another the more as you see the day approaching. I believe Jesus is coming soon. I'll get that song down one of these days. I, I believe he's coming soon. I know you hear that. I say, well, I don't think it's going to be today. Can you guarantee me it won't? He needs to come today. The Bible said, I'm coming for those that's looking for my appearing. We got access in faith in Jesus Christ. Lost man, you can have access by faith this morning. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also. Ain't that amazing? I don't like it. I don't like it. Praise your way on through it. I need to get Kelly to come here and sing the song she will next Sunday when, when everything falls apart. Praise his name. When you got a broken heart, Praise his name. Brother Eddie, it ain't easy. I know it ain't easy. All right. I found myself one day with a grandson. The doctor said in the morning, it won't be good. He can't make it. But I had hope in Jesus. I knew not to go down to Union Planners, First South, First State, any other bank. I knew not to go to the stock market. That's what a problem is. We think money's going to fix it. That ain't what God wants. He wants your heart. He gets your heart. He'll fix the rest of it. I knew I couldn't do those things. I, I couldn't call in another doctor. I, I done had the best of us. I knew it. I said, Lord, all I know is, God, if you'll do it, I'll do anything you want me to do. Standing here preaching was the very last thing that I thought I'd ever do. But I'm going to tell you one thing God blessed. When they asked me to give a five-minute speech one day at a Baptist men's deal at a church house, and when I stood up there nervous as I could be, five minutes, that's a long time. That's five times 60 seconds, you hear me? That's a long time. And when I stood there, and the Lord said, you promised me. You promised me, and that anointing fell off. Now you've got to worry about when I'm going to shut up, not when I'm going to get started. Why? Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus... And when I think of what he's done for me, my soul wants to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. All I know is I got a God that sent that same nurse into the room the next morning. She said, I got good news and I got bad news. She said, the bad news is he's got a type of herpes that come from a fever blister. Anybody's got it that travels through a bloodstream and my daughter had it and it went in from a fever blister into his bloodstream and gave him that. She said, but I gave him the medicine in the east and I can tell you he's going to be fine. And I'll tell you, he's been back in that sound room this morning and he is fine. You don't know like I know. David said, why are you forgetting his benefits? Why are you forgetting who God is? You know what? 
The attitude we got this morning, the biggest reason for our attitude is that we don't know how tall God is. We don't know how strong he is. We don't know how powerful he is. We don't know just what God can do. I come to bear you some good news this morning that God ain't changed. The one that called Lazarus out of the grave can call you out of that problem you in. I know better than getting this word. It's rich. He glory. But we glory in tribulations. <laughs> we'll read the rest of it. Don't, don't get all down to my like I don't know. Well, if you know he's coming, if you know every time, if you all done looked over your shoulder and you know that he was in the next room just waiting, he said, first time to hit you, I'm going to bust him right between the eyes. I'm just waiting. So you coming? Not yet, but I'm coming. <laughs> you ever had somebody with you? You can mouth just a little bit more when you had a buddy with you. Huh? Huh? Boy, that's what we ought to be doing Satan this morning. Said, you lying thing. But look over and say, God, yeah, he's still over there. I said, you a liar, devil. I said, you a liar. I said, you a thief. You a little old pansy. Yep, you a little old pansy. I ain't scared of you. Look here, you got your present help right over here in your time of trouble. Why are you worried about it? Go on and talk to the devil that way. Say, devil, I ain't defeated this morning. I ain't discouraged this morning. I got my hope in Jesus. Praise God. And not only so, but we glow in our tribulation also. Knowing, not guessing, that tribulation worketh patience. Oh, Lord, now I ain't good at that. Y'all raise your hands if you're good at that. Say, so I'm just patient as I can be. Man, I'm the kind of patient person. I said, Lord, give me patience and hurry up, please. Amen. Patience. It worketh. That tribulation worketh patience. Them people this morning down there in that storm, they haven't had patience. They told them people, if you stay, it might be weeks before we can come by and pick you up. You need to get out. <laughs> That one woman told that senator to come down there and little old lady. I didn't see it. I heard about it. And come down there and told some ma'am, you need to evacuate. You need to get out of here. She said, I ain't leaving. Everything I got's right here. But I'm going to go down. I'm going down with it. She said, well, ma'am. He said, well, ma'am. He said, let me give you my phone number. I'm thinking, man, what good is that going to do? Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, really. When everything blows away, huh? I'm like, I want to call that senator, man. I want to say, man, what are you doing? You done told that woman everything going to be blown away, everything gone. Do you really think right here, if you go down a little valley, your phone cuts off? I mean, what good is a telephone? What good is a phone number, man? Give me a good old King James Bible. Keep your phone number. I'm going to call on Jesus. <laughs> I like what that woman said. I think she called on. She said, well, I tell you what, before you leave, give me this minute, I'm going to give you my phone number. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I wish that phone number be John 316. You just call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. I ain't never called on him that he turned the death there to me. I ain't never called on him that I didn't think he doesn't listen. I may not got it what I wanted, but he was a right on time God, somebody. <laughs> Woo, I wish I wasn't so fat I could preach this morning. <laughs> and patience, experience. Oh. When you already done experienced it. You know most only things in your life. And I'm telling you, I, I, I'd rather hurt than you hurt. I, I, I just would. I, I'd just rather hurt than you hurt. If you got something going on, I'd like, don't just put that on me. Can, can you just, just put that on me? Just, just take it off them. But I'm going to tell you something. After you done had patience, after you done had to wait on the Lord, after you done had to do that, 
reading. You done had to do that. You done had to wait on him. You had to. Couldn't get well today. But you know what? When that, when that patience starts working, now you've got experience you done lived through. And when you got a genuine experience that you done lived through, and when you done sat right there as we, as we sat there with my friend back here, and we asked the doctor, Sister Elaine, he asked the doctor, Brother Benny, give me the percentage. Do you remember asking Brother Benny? I was right there with you. Before it ever started, they finally got cancer all up in here. May have to cut off his tongue. His wife can tell you for sure they didn't cut off his tongue. Listen, he said, give me a percentage. Just tell me. He's like, you ain't got one. Well, have I got 10%? Surely you can tell me something. Just give me something. See, we don't have no hope. Because even if that doctor, Brother Mark, did a good surgery, what if gangrene sets up? What if they happen to clip something that they wasn't supposed to clip? See, the doctors really can't give you 100% when they think 100%. Look at little Anna back there. They've got two lungs. They've been put in a body. The Lord done made them breathe for. You don't know like I know. Went up there to Vanderbilt the first time and waited right there and waited. Then they got in there with the lungs. Somebody brought the lungs. Somebody done lost a life. They were the donor, brought the lungs. They was too big. Wasn't going to work. Oh, but I'll remember the next time. If I'm ever in Vanderbilt again because I've had experience. I'm a pastor that I've had experience. I ain't got a guess. When somebody says, I don't think it's no possible way that you'll ever get lungs that's perfect for your body, I can say you're a bald-faced lie because I done had experience, but it comes from patience, from waiting on the Lord. <laughs> when you done had experience, when you already done had a hurdle that you done jumped over, and you done had to jump over it when that other brother or sister comes along, the same thing goes for them, you're going to be the only one can go and lay your hand on something. I can tell you 100% sure that you've got a God that you can put your hope in. You can put your trust in. You can put your faith in. Lost person, listen to me this morning. Have you got anybody that you can 100% put your faith in, put your trust in, and knowing that he loves you, he cares for you, he's never going to run off and leave you, he's never going to leave you, and he's never going to forsake you. Do you have anybody else in this whole wide world, that person you think you've got, I can tell you, you don't have them. That one person you may think you got may die tonight. But we serve the God that's going to live forever. And patience works as experience. Then after that experience gets through, you got hope in here. Oh, what a hope. Tonight, if God lets me, he's talking about an eternal hope. It, it ain't just a hope just a little bit. It's an eternal hope of glory. It's a hope that I know that I know. I know that I know that I know. I write these things. Over in 1 John said, I write these things that you may know that you have eternal life. Not only I got a hope that I know I'm going to make it here. I got a hope that I'm going to be in glory. It ain't going to be no cancer. It ain't going to be no cold. It ain't going to be no flu. It ain't going to be no financial problem. It ain't going to be no heartaches. It ain't going to be no hardship. It's going to be heaven. Somebody clap your hands this morning. 
Let me try to get through. We have hope in Jesus. Why? Because of his presence. Bible says that I'm your very present help in your time of trouble. His presence. His presence is right here in this church right here. There's a hundred more churches in this county. You know what? His presence is right in them churches. His presence is outside them doors right in front of this church. His presence is at the, at the McDonald's right down. His presence is there for the person that knows Jesus. Look, here, he won't never leave them nor forsake them. His presence is right there. There's McDonald's all up and down the road all over America. Look here. Every time you find me a, a saved person, let me tell you something. His presence is there. He's right there. He don't never leave them. He's attended to everything he's done. Not only all the churches in Haywood County, but every other county, every other city in the whole wide world, every other kind of nationality you can come, you can find. And no matter where you go on the other side of the water, it don't matter in the floods and in the wind. It don't matter. His presence is there. That's why we got hope in Jesus this morning. I'm about to get y'all some Holy Ghost so you shout to that kind of stuff. Think about it. I might preach on that tonight. Amen. That may be what we're lacking. Amen. We got hope this morning because of his presence. Not to get in that. We only got two more things left. Maybe. We got hope this morning because of his power. I'm not going to turn over in Matthew. But you think, uh, think about that, all these things and blowing and water. Y'all remember when this man, Jesus, had went to a bottom of the boat and he was down there sleeping and said the waves was coming. They had a word. I can't remember the word. And it said it was raging high, those waves. They was raising to a place, huh? Boisterous waves. They were just going. And they was in fear that they was going to lose their life. And the ship was just going and going. And they said that was it. And, and, uh, and they said this is going to be it. And and so one of them got to thinking, have you ever got that way in your life? Have you ever, as a born again believer, filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you ever had something in your life and you said, this is it? Well, you know what? Bless you. You're living a blessed life. Your children has never been in a jam where you was carrying them to a hospital. You ought to be standing up shouting for King of Kings. You never had a care of grandbaby of yours or a child of yours? Pick them up and they bleeding and run them in a emergency room. Said, somebody's got to help me. Come on, and you're screaming. And you're hollering. And you go back and you feel like you need to apologize after everything was fine. And said, I, I was mean. I, I was mean. Have you ain't never had to do that? Have you never had to go Pick your mother up by the floor. She's looking up in your eyes saying, I want to live. Nothing you can do for her. You never had to go through that. You ought to be shouting. You ought to be shouting. At least that's where Lisa tells us. My word, we, we have a problem and God gets us through it and we'll come for a Sunday too. I want to testify. My friend Larry didn't make it. He drove 189 miles just to come because he knew he was going to get up and testify, Leon. Right. Brother Leon, he knew. 
He wanted that microphone. You talking about a blessed man. Look, at, he was still sick. He said, you talking about a blessed man. You looking at one. What about it, Larry? It don't matter. If God wants me to go, I'm going to go to heaven. If he wants me to stay, I'm going to stay. God, God don't really need no folks up there in heaven complaining because they hated they got there. Huh? I wasn't ready. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be ready. When you walk in there and you see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you realize I done made it. I done made it. I'm going to tell you something. You won't ever meet nobody want to come back down here. He walked out. They, they went and woke up Jesus. Why do we have hope in Christ? We have hope because of his presence. We got hope because of his power. He walked out on that boat. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something as the news cameras were flashing and the swim was going? Florida. And all of a sudden, a body just appeared in the air. <laughs> I believe he's coming back just like he said. I believe that trumpet's going to sound so loud. One day he's going to wake up to dead. My word, what if he just come back and they, they just hit the camera and they said, whoa, we see somebody right in the midst of all that's going on. Someone said, I think it's Jesus. The little old man holding the cord, not the cameraman. The one holding the cord said, I think it's Jesus. I, I think it's what it is. Just like when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the fire and King Nebuchadnezzar said, look, there's a fourth man. I come to tell you, that fourth man ain't never left your fire. That fourth man ain't never left your flood. That fourth man's still there. It takes the Holy Ghost to understand that. It takes the Holy Ghost. There he is. Little man holding the cord. I see him leaving that cord. <laughs> he said, man, I'm going to see Jesus. You hear me? I'm going, I'm going. When he lands, I'm going to be right there. I come to tell you when he got off, when he come out of that, that, that tomb on that Easter morning, we call it. I'm going to tell you something. He came for you. He came for you. He said, I come right here because one day you're going to go through a flood. One day you're going to go through a fire. One day you're going to go through a hurricane. Another day you may go through an earthquake. I don't know what you're going to go through. He said, but I'm going to tell you something low. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be right here on the ground. I'm going to stay with you wherever you go. I'm going to be done landing with you wherever you go. And I'm telling you, what, that's good preaching. That man walked out on that, on that boat. Jesus did. All them winds and waves going. And he looked out at all the, the wind was blowing the water. And he said these words. He said, peace, get over here. Be still. Peace, come here. He could have said storm, get busy. He could have said rain, beat harder. He could have said wind, blow like you ain't ever blowed before. But I tell you what he did. He walks up on that boat and he said, peace, be still. And the Bible said that the waters just calmed out. And they said on the boat, they said, what manner a man of this can, can speak to the wind and the water and they obey his voice. You need to know that God's a power for God and we got his presence this morning. <laughs> wow. Last thing I want to show you, if you turn your Bibles to Psalm 31, if they just flash up on the screen, Psalms 31, 23, and 24. 
Not only we got hope in Jesus this morning because of his presence. Not only we got hope this morning in Jesus because of his power. Sinner, man, woman, whoever you are to hear today, don't you want it this morning? By faith, you can have it. We got hope in Jesus because he preserves us. In Psalms, in Psalms 31, I thought them letters may be bigger up there. It is right there. It said, oh, love the Lord. I got, see, when I, when I went in, y'all, I got, now these things go from, from zero to heroes. And, uh, and uh, last night I said, I need the best I can get. Uh, and uh, so what I did, Brother Charles, I, I got the strongest they had. Man, everybody was swimming. I'm telling you. If I'd have put them things on this morning, Sister Donna, she's my eye, eye doctor over. I'm going to tell her, she's the one who gets it done. I don't care who the other folks are. She's the one who gets it done. She's, gonna, she's already thinking, Brother Tim, she's going to have to get me an appointment because you know I'm, I'm going to show up at 8 o'clock in the morning. And they'll say, you just can't go any time. Like, do you want to make an appointment? I'm going to tell her the same thing. No, I don't need to make no appointment. I'm already here. Ain't no need to make that. I, I done passed all that. <laughs> Man, I got them other glasses out there. If y'all need it, you can have them. Boy, I'll tell you what, y'all swapping places with them things on. I went back over this morning, and I didn't get number one, but I got number two. That's a long way from number 10. <laughs> Don't you just look. He preserved you. He's preserved you. I mean, that's just like he done put a lid on you. I know it might have been, you know, they say come hell or high water. Well, hell and high water may done got here. But I don't just look at your big bad self sitting there this morning. You're looking pretty good. Most of us done brushed their teeth and everything. I mean, we got an extra roll of toilet paper in the house. We blessed. We blessed. Look here. It said the Lord, the love. Oh, love the Lord. It don't make no much difference. It said, oh, love the Lord. All ye saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful. What do you say, Brother Dean? Brother Dean, come there and praise. He said, Lord, I just thank you for another chance to be faithful so you can scratch me in that box because you preserve the faithful. Boy, I remember going, when we used to go to church and vacation Bible school and even Sunday school class in the Assembly of God Church. Every time you come, they put a star by your name. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. yeah, they put a star by your name. Y'all remember? Y'all ever have a church? We might need to start some of that old-fashioned stuff again. Huh? Put a star by your name. Brother Dean said, man, I just thank you, Lord, for another chance. You can just scratch me in a box that I'm faithful. Said, oh, love the Lord, all you saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. The plentiful. The plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Give me that next verse. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen you, your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. I don't know where your hope is this morning. Brother Jason, you come to piano. I don't know where your hope is. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. But I know a little bit of verse that we know so well, Brother Jeff. Come on. It says, seek ye first. Yes. Say it. The kingdom yes. of, of God. That's right. And his righteousness. Yes. Mm. 
and he'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Brother Eddie, when I get through this little deal I'm going on, I'm going whatever. Now he said, now you're seeking me second or third or fourth or fifth, sixth. Seek first. 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 You used to tell us all the time, life sometimes be like a ball game and you run the bases. Second place, you may have a church and you say, well, I go to church pretty good. Third base may be the baptism. You say, well, I, I got baptized. I, I remember, I remember, I remembered that baptism. And you just go through life and you slide in home. And the umpire looks at you and says, you out. Yeah. And you can see where your foot just struck all the way across the base. You said, Mr. Ump. Mr. Ump. Look at my foot. I slid all the way across the base. He said, no, you missed it. You missed first. Because that's where my Jesus was. You won't have no peace. You can join the churches, you won't get no more peace. You can work your fingers to the, to the bony in the work of the Lord. If you don't call that, you still won't have no peace. <laughs> but if you ever meet Jesus one time face to face, if you ever get to running, you just jump right up and down on first base. When everybody says, go on, so I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. I done found the man I'm looking for. An old song, and I'm gonna let you go. Old song said, if you see a man in sandals, send him down my way. It might be my master. He's coming back someday. If you see a man in white like you ain't never seen before, tell him you know someone. Still calls him Lord. What do you call him this morning? Can you call him Lord? Can you call him Lord? Whatever he tells me, I got to do it. It don't matter how bad I'm hurting. It don't matter what I'm going through. Whatever he tells me, I got, do you have a Lord? Do you have a Lord? You have a Lord like, you got to go. He lords over you. Oh, I tell you what, that same Lord is going to lead and guide you. The same Lord is going to be with you through the storm. Amen. Amen. Will you stand to your feet? If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus. Why don't you just come on down to